0: i will find you you will ask
1: what will you do when you find me don't be scared of yourself hi i'm dawn and i'm ashley we would like to welcome you to the work it you are worth it
0: podcast where two friends sit around and talk about healing growth and
1: healthy relationships
0: hey dawn how are you today
1: Hey Ashley, I am great. How are you?
0: I'm I'm awesome. It's been a, a nice relaxing weekend after a long week at work and uh, I'm excited for this next week to get everything back to normal.
1: Good. Yeah, that's good. I meant to tell you this or and, or ask, you remember in the other night in the meeting you said, I don't know, who thought it was a good idea to do inventory at the end of the last week of the our year end
0: yes our year at work ends it actually ended uh december 1st was the last day of the last quarter of the financial year at work and that was also the last day of our
1: inventory there is a reason they did that a very logical reason they did that so because it's year end they need to truly know what they have in their inventory Right, it's accurate reporting. Usually, oh, you're always going to do an inventory count the last, right before year end. And it's especially important for, because of you and what you've done for the company, to come in, do this final inventory count. Because right, this, now they are starting, they're starting fresh. They have a true, accurate inventory count with all the cost savings that you have done this year to now... Start the new fresh and with an accurate count and be a f- and then be able to make projections and have reliability on their inventory for the for the re- for the next year,
0: yeah I was ju- I guess I was hoping they would have done it like at the beginning of November instead mm-hmm. of the week no. after thanksgiving,
1: <laughs> yeah, um first of all, it's weird that their fiscal uh year ends then I mean I just think it's yeah but that's why that's they, yeah we're
0: they, based they, out of Canada that's why yeah
1: yeah so <clears throat> they needed to it makes from an accounting standpoint it makes perfect sense but um, thank god it's over
0: <laughs> yeah right
1: now you shouldn't have to do it until are you doing it going to start doing it quarterly or are you going to still do it semi-annually
0: Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Ideally, we're going to do quarterly counts Mm -hmm. as well as regular counts. So we'll see what happens, though. We're still trying to figure out a set plan.
1: Okay. That was it. That was, I meant to tell you that earlier and I forgot, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So how are you? How has your week been?
1: It's been amazing. Um, It's kind of quiet. Um... Nothing really Nothing really has happened. Um, good.
0: Quiet is good. Quiet is not bad.
1: Yeah. I am reading a new book. Um, I, I know we're going to talk about the book later. So that's exciting. I always love a new good book.
0: Yes. I'm super. We mentioned this book a little bit before the podcast started, but I'm super excited for the... Um, tell me the name of it.
1: It's, uh, it's called Facing Love Addiction. Um, giving yourself the power to change the way you love by Pia Metal, uh Pia Melody. Um, <clears throat> like you said earlier, I've heard of Pia. Uh, I just have never read one of her books because my default is always Melody, baby. Um, but I'm on page 25 and I'm completely captivated by this book. And I there was more things I read in here that were aha moments, and it's been a really long time since I've had true aha moments reading a book, like, where, oh, that's why I do that, right, now, you know, at my point point in recovery, I am, it's like, I still, you know, okay, I know I, you know, I did something, and this is why I did it, and I know my, it's my intentions, and, you know, like, I, I I know, like, I know that stuff, even though I'm, sometimes I, slip or I don't use the you know come completely from a healthy place at least I know why this has given me aha moments that have put are putting pieces of more pieces in my puzzle because I believe right until the day we die we should we're an we're an unfinished puzzle
0: Right. I mean, aha moments are what create growth. If I don't have those aha moments, I'm not learning anything I never knew.
1: Right. Right.
0: So I think that's, and as soon as you were saying that to me, I I immediately ordered the book. I will have it tomorrow. And as soon as we read it, we will do a discussion on it. Um, I'm super excited for that because it sounds like it's going to have some really, really good information in it.
1: Yeah, it um, it really does, and I'm avoiding saying too much about it because I know, like, you haven't read it, and I want you to be able to get it without having all that. This, you know, because I could be like, oh, I read this and this is this and this, because yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm, no
0: I'm, preconceived not- notions.
1: Yes, so I will wait. But it okay. Did, but one thing it did talk about that you and I have talked about, and I'll just this is all I'll say, it did talk about, um, like Sleeping Beauty. Ooh, yeah so anyone that does not know the story of sleeping beauty was it sleeping beauty yeah she she needed the kiss yeah she needed the kiss to wake up and right our Disney Disney did not do women any favors with our idea of what oh god no
0: (laughs) (laughs) god no there was once upon a time that I actually actually asked a man in my life I said I desperately need you to be my white knight and he said my horse is ready I will like we and that was a genuine conversation with a man that I was 100% committed to. And Mm -hmm. I thought that that was healthy and normal.
1: And you're going to, I didn't realize, like, logically, I know that is not true, but I'm going to, but I will say this, what the way it was written and what it was said about it, I still do it.
0: Well, we will get into all of that here in the next few podcasts, I'm sure, because yep. once I get it, we ain't going to put it down. Nope. That's what I'm <laughs> um, doing today,
1: so that's what I'm going to do, i say.
0: Well, so, so um, we decided this week that we were going to do a um, reading from Melody Beattie's Language of Letting Go, right? Yep. Um, And Dawn picked the last reading, so I decided I would pick this one. Um, And I just kind of, I have the app on my phone because I don't have the book in front of me, but I just kind of scrolled through the calendar and whichever one popped up is the one we decided to do. Um, So for anyone that has it, wants to read along, we are using um, The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beattie. And I am going to read June 14th, Letting Go of Timing. When the time is right, child, when the time is right. How often have we heard those words from a friend, a sponsor, or higher power? We want things so badly, that job, that check, a relationship, a possession. We want our life to change. So we wait, sometimes patiently, sometimes anxiously, wondering all the while, when will the future bring me what I long for? Will I be happy then? We try to predict, circling dates on the calendar, asking questions. We forget that we don't hold the answers. The answers come from God. If we listen closely, we will hear them. When the time is right, child. When the time is right. Be happy now. Today, I will relax. I am being prepared. I can let go of timing. I can stop manipulating outcomes. Good things will happen when the time is right, and they will happen naturally. So that was Melody Beattie's June 14th, Letting Go of Timing. The the first. Oh, Oh, go go ahead. I just was
1: gonna say my the the sentence that picks it's probably the, probably the shortest sentence in this whole thing is be happy now. Like it's so that sounds so simple, just be happy now.
0: It it sounds very simple. A lot of times it's <laughs> not that simple.
1: It's not. Yeah. So go ahead I, with what you were gonna say. I want which part did you say was gonna.
0: Well, so what I was going to say is the the only thing that I would change about this is instead of at the end here, it says good things will happen when the time is right and they will happen naturally. I would change that from good things to all things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everything will happen when the time is right. We don't have to force it. I, Gosh, I remember how many times done did I say, why is this taking so long? Why can't it just be done? I know it's done. What the hell is, I'm, what am I waiting <laughs> for? What? And you used to tell me all the time, when it's meant to happen, it'll happen. Stop trying to force it. When you're ready, you'll be ready. Just, Just give it time. And sure enough, when the time was right and I was ready... It was done. Like, and I don't know that there's anything in the world that that doesn't apply to. Good things, bad things, day-to-day things. I mean, before we started recording the podcast, we were talking about love addiction and falling in love. and, And when the time is right, like, we don't need to go look for that i there's no reason to go search out something unless that's i i guess the what feels right in the moment i i don't like i don't we don't need to force things things happen when they happen that's i don't know any other way to say that you know
1: yeah um so You said something. The, the whole thing with the timing, right? And one of the things I thought, what popped in my head, was this whole situation with Nick that you've been going through. Um, you know, and I agree with you. All things will happen when the time is right, right? You weren't ready, and didn't necessarily want to give up on your relationship, but it wasn't saying that it was good either, right? But that it didn't matter. It doesn't matter what you thought. The time was right for the move to be... For that divide to happen.
0: Oh, absolutely. And for the months before that, that I was ready and pushing... Well, pushing myself. Like, I was ready. I was going there. I was on that path. And I could see it coming so clearly. Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand. Like, there were so many times I remember talking to you and saying... I know this is going to end I know that this is not my forever this is not going to last and yet I couldn't do it it wouldn't end it like something would always happen that would prevent that end from ever coming to a point until it was supposed to until the time was right until my higher power, um, because I don't call him God, but until my higher power and Nick's higher power said, now is when it is time for you guys. And then they could be the same higher power, right? It could just be one higher power. I, I don't know. I don't care. That's neither here nor there. But at the point that the universe, the, the energy, the higher power spoke and said, now it is time. It didn't matter if he was ready for weeks or days or months or years before that. It didn't matter if I was. It wasn't time until it was time.
1: Yeah. Um. And so, uh, saying what you said, like I love the idea that idea of changing the good, because it is all things. I have actually am more grateful in a way of the bad things happening when the time was right because with being able to look at it from the from a healthier side of the street to reflect on it i'm i'm i know there was something i was learning i know there was something i needed to learn i might not have learned it in that moment when i was going through the pain and the agony and all of that i might not, i mean that's what i was learning something i just didn't know it Right. You may not have
0: processed it it in the moment.
1: Right. Um, And so I think that's, I think sometimes the bad, the bad just get labeled bad. And I think we learn more lessons from the bad than we do the good.
0: I mean, isn't that where all of our growth comes from? Like, right, the good is great. And I'm sure that. In the good, we take some sort of lesson out of it. Maybe that's where our, excuse me, maybe that's where our gratitude lesson comes from, right? Um, but in the bad is where we learn how to be better. It's lear- where we learn how to do differently, right? Because when things are going good, I'm not doing anything different. I'm staying the same because everything is good.
1: Right? I think about a relationship. And when it's, we both have been, you know, in men in many relationships, and when the relationship is good, when everybody's happy, do you, are you stopping and saying, wow, this is good. How can I make this better?
0: Right. Not, not usually, right? Usually you're like, oh, this is great. This is good. Let's just keep going.
1: Right. It couldn't get any better than this. And we just, yeah, and we just, we're done. We shut it out. We shut, we think it's just done. Like, this is it. It's in the bad situations where we're like, God. You know, all we've been doing is fighting this 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 way, you know, the last couple of weeks. We've just not been on the same page. What do we need to do to get back on the same page? Right. Those are where you're asking the questions and looking for for new ways to do things. And
0: but even with those, right, even with all of those questions and all of those bad things, change is not going to come until the time is right. Right. Good, bad or indifferent. Right. Like. Maybe we're just talking about something like selling a house and moving. If the time isn't right, it doesn't matter how bad I want to sell my house. If the universe decides that I'm not selling my house, no one's going to buy it. And it T- Timing si- is everything. It's out it of our control. Everything.
1: And we sit here and we stress and we worry and we lose sleep and we, right, I mean, that was, I was notorious for that, Um pre-recovery of like I'd lay in bed all night long just hashing the same things or different things over and over and many different
0: (laughs) yeah I I used to drive home from work instead of doing it at night because thankfully I have been a sleeper like I have insomnia but it's more sleepwalking kind of insomnia Mm -hmm. Um, but I have always slept so for me it was like driving home from work and all of those unwanted thoughts about all the bad things the worst case scenarios the worry the what ifs all every time I was in my car driving
1: I have always been in my own head a storyteller I can tell a story from so many different angles
0: oh yeah overthinker storyteller empath there's so many words I could use to describe what you're talking about and Mm-hmm. I think where we were going with this when we started this sentence, which has turned into <laughs> a whole different thing. <laughs> right. we, we're good yeah. at that. I think where we were going with this is it does no good. Like what is the point in telling ourselves all of those stories and all of those stressors and all of those worries and trying to play out all of those scenarios when what is meant to happen is going to happen when the time is right. If I am going to make $100 million, I will make $100 million when I am meant to. No matter how many hours I put in at work, I mean, it does matter, right? Because if I'm only doing an hour a week, then I'm not going to get anywhere. But if I'm doing my best and I'm giving my all, whether I do 40 hours or 100 hours, I'm giving my all. As long as I am trying, as long as I am being the best version of myself, as long as I am doing the best I can right now, then every single thing good that is meant for me will come.
1: I was actually thinking, um, and you kind of went right on into it, you know, I have for my entire life, as a you know, little girl and whatever is always patience is a virtue not seen in dawn I've, I've heard that my entire life I just you know never could sit back and just let things happen and um but I never was effective because what I'm what I'm thinking is and what I don't I want to kind of make clear in this is we're not saying sit back and do nothing
0: Right. Don't just sit and wait. Yeah. I have to try. I have to be the absolute best I can be right now. Maybe right now I can't get out of bed. As long as I am trying and doing my best, then it's good enough. Even if I only make it to the door and then I get back in bed. At least I tried and that is good enough.
1: Right, right.
0: I will get out the front door when I... Right, like, if I'm one of those people that cannot leave my house, let's say I walk to the front door and I open the door and I close the door and I go back to the couch. That's not a failure. I made it to the door. I opened the door. Those are big steps. If I give myself credit for that and I take... Pride in the fact that I faced that fear enough to get the door open, then maybe tomorrow I'll be able to stick my head out. Maybe the next day I'll be able to take a step forward. And at the same time, if I get to that door and I open the door and then I go sit back down and I beat myself up for not being able to stick my head out or go out, then why on earth would I try again the next day? What reward is there for doing my best if my best isn't good enough??
1: One of the things I think about too is for, um, when we're trying to get back out into the dating world, right in reco- been in recovery and want to get back out there, start dating and I'm sitting here on my couch and I'm going to, well, when God, when God gives me or HP gives me, I'm supposed to find my person. They will, they, he will, he will put them in my life. But I sit here on the couch and I never go anywhere. I never move. I stay in the walls of my apartment and expect the delivery pizza guy that I never order from to walk at my door, right? There is something to be said about, I do have to live life. To right. be able to get what I'm looking for.
0: Absolutely. Because,
1: right. I have to get out in the world. I have to be able to, exp- to p- expose myself to people because HP is powerful, but he is not going to just give you what you want with you doing nothing in return.
0: That reminds me that what you just said, that reminds me of an analogy, a story, a metaphor that I heard about that so there was this guy um and he was stuck on so he was he was at his house and he was uh there was a hurricane coming there was a real nasty storm coming big flood whatever and he was in his house and the news comes on and they're like you gotta leave you gotta leave everybody evacuate and he's like nope god's gonna save me i'm not leaving So the storm comes and now there's a boat and there's some rescuers on a boat come to his door and they're like, hey, come on, we're here to save you. We need to get you out of here. And he's like, nope, nope, my God's going to save me. I'm not going anywhere. And then the water comes and now he's up on the second floor and they come in with another boat. and No, no, God's coming. God's going to save me. I'm not going. Well, so now he's on the roof and he's stuck on the roof of the house and they come in with a helicopter and the helicopter's like, dude, we're here to save you. Come on. And he's like, No. God is gonna save me I'm not going with you guys God's got me well so then the, the water rises more and the man dies and and when he dies he of course meets with God and he says to God I, I had faith I, I waited for you I knew you were gonna save me and yet you let me die and God looks at him and says dude What the hell? I sent you a boat. I sent you a news broadcast and then I sent you a boat and then I sent you another boat and then I sent you a helicopter. I cannot force you to save yourself.
1: Good analogy.
0: I I love that. Like we have to remember that we have a choice to make and we have to choose to save ourselves ourselves. When the opportunity comes, we can't just sit around waiting for some pizza delivery guy to show up on our front door when we never order pizza.
1: And I think that's, you know, what I love about that analogy is it's so, like, we wait for God, HP, to give us this tap on the shoulder and say, this is the time, this is the time. John, this is the time. But that's not how it works, right? I have to be aware. I have to be open. I have to think outside of the box. Oh, a boat's here asking me to leave. This could be a sign. Now, I don't run with that and be like, oh, here's my sign. I'm not going to get any other sign. This is it, right? It's. I think it's just being open to what is presented
0: yeah, I mean, I think we have to be able to take in the information given and make a decision on what we want to do with that, right? Like, like I'm not going to walk up to the Kentucky Derby and just throw $1,000 on some random horse. I mean, you might, but what's the chances that you're going to win if you do that, Right. If I'm going to make a bet on a horse, I'm going to go to the derby. I'm going to do a little bit of research. I'm going to find what races these horses have won. I'm going to find how fast they are. I'm going to find how much training they had, how much their jockeys have done, what experience they have. I'm going to get my own information. And then with all of the information presented to me, I'm going to make a logical conclusion. And then I am going to have faith that it's going to work out. It wouldn't make any sense to me to live life any other way after recovery. Before recovery, I would just go in and be like, ooh, that's the pretty horse. Let's go with that one. And then when I lost a million dollars on 10 horses that I threw that same amount of money on because I just picked randomly, I would be mad at God for not letting me win. If I'd have just done the research and – picked based off knowledge instead of whatever horse had the prettiest name there was a much higher chance that I would have won
1: so I I I. one of the things that I've been where a place I've been it's like right I'm I'm getting close to actually wanting to date again um you know I've taken the last 14 months off of dating and really I'm glad but I'm I'm kind of in the back of my head it's been kind of there um so I know something is happening in me and I know it's it's kind of coming to fruition but I'm actually going to be having knee replacements and I don't want to try I don't want to focus on dating or try to focus on dating with knee replacements Right, it just like thinking about it from a logical standpoint. I meet someone. Yes, I could have a communication. I could have conversations with them, but I'm, I'm. That's not going to be a good time to do that. I'm not going to be the best me in the moment of trying to deal with pain, physical therapy, and being, you know, laid up in bed. Um, And I don't want to go on dates with a brace. Right? It's so. It's not the time for me to be more intentional about dating right when i'm ready to date then i will go on consciously go on a dating app and i will um i will you know i'll put that out there that doesn't mean right now i'm not open to it right i'm not against it i'm not nope i'm not i can't do that until after the knee surgeries there's no wall if HP believes this is the time, pre-knee surgeries, that I am supposed to meet someone, I will meet someone. If HP believes that it's not the time to meet someone pre-knee surgery, I won't meet someone. And I think there's that's where it's like being more intentional is is successful and should be considered, right? I need to be logical about what I'm gonna be capable of doing for, for three months,
0: right? I mean, I think the point of this entire reading is exactly what you're saying right now, right? Like, wanting something and being ready for something does not mean the timing is right. And right. when the timing is right, it'll happen. Yeah. Whether you're whether you think the timing is right or not, it like like it's possible that. You think the timing before knee surgery to meet someone and start dating isn't right, but it's very possible that you might go to the grocery store tomorrow and meet someone and start dating. Yeah. I I mean, that's, that's the whole, I think, in my opinion, the whole point of this reading is to say, right, like, just because I believe I am ready does not mean the timing is right. And if I have faith in my higher power then I must also have faith that what's meant for me will come when the timing is right
1: and then that takes us into the sentence that I said in the beginning be happy now
0: right which is like what I was just getting ready to say even if what I think I have right now I don't want or I think isn't right part of having that faith and part of being in this recovery and healthy living is accepting that if I have this right now it's because it's meant for me finding a way to be happy now accept it love it appreciate it find gratitude in what is currently going on Mm -hmm. and trust me I know that is not easy like, there are days where the gratitude just isn't there. There are moments where, like, where's the positive in this? There, there's been so many different moments over the last few months where I have had to stop and just been like, I need to find the positive in order to be okay. But where is the positive? What is could possibly be the positive in this tragic situation? Being happy now is a choice. It's not an easy choice. And sometimes happiness, contentment, and joy aren't the same, right? I can be happy now and still feel sad. It's okay to be I mean, like, like one part of my life is going so amazing. Actually, two or three or four parts of my life. They're just absolutely amazing. I have a wonderful job. I'm making really good money. I appreciate my team and my coworkers. My boss is amazing. Um, My kids are amazing. All three of my kids are absolutely spectacular right now. I, I could give you a thousand positive things about all three of my children. Um, my house is good my bills are paid my car is really good nothing is wrong with any of that and I am very very happy in all of those things and yet the last six months with Nick and with our relationship has been hard it has been tragic it has been sad sad It has been um, confusing. It is, right? So all of those other things, I am happy. I am happy now. And that's important. And even in that other aspect where there is sad and tragic and downward things, there's also good things. There's also positive things. I just have to look for them, right. they're They're a little bit harder to find, but they are there. It's a choice. It's not an easy choice. It's not an easy choice, but it is a choice.
1: I think the thing too is using the situation of like what's with everything with Nick and going on, right yes it is sad it is it's hard it's you know it's dealing with these emotions that you didn't want to have to deal with like right that wasn't your choice like I don't want to say it wasn't your choice but it was
0: right I didn't want this it wasn't the this was not the outcome that I had in my head like right we all have oh I want this outcome I'll accept this outcome. I really don't want this outcome. I did not want this outcome. This was the outcome that I really did not want. And yet. there's And saying...
1: Oh, are you there? No, yeah,
0: you're good. Go ahead. Okay.
1: And the interesting thing about it is with Nick you know him deciding to move to Florida and he is happy with his decision to have moved to have
0: moved there right he's happier than I've seen him in months
1: right the timing was right for him the difference I think what we have to remember is the timing is what it is but it doesn't mean it's gonna be what we think it needs to be in our lives right the timing was right for you guys and it was really right for Nick
0: yeah I mean like I said there's all those negatives and all those downsides and yet there's plenty of positives too Um, and while this was not the outcome that I wanted it was the outcome I did not want It was still the choice I made I chose to say we're not gonna do this anymore I chose to say I am no longer fighting for this Um, that's not to say he didn't also make that choice right because he certainly didn't argue back or anything so I'm sure he made that choice as well and And it, it, I mean, it it just, the timing is what makes it happen. The timing is everything. Nick and I's relationship, not being boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, living together, whatever you want to say. I don't know that that was ever... Like us, I don't know that we were ever going to be together forever. I know that we needed each other in our lives in order to grow. Um, He is a very different person than he was 17 years ago. I am a very different person than I was 17 years ago. We are both very different people than we were three years ago. And had we not been with each other going through the things we went through together, neither of us would be who we are today. I have learned a great deal of things, a a great many things about myself and about other people from him. So while there is all of the negative feelings and all of the negative energies, there is also all of the positive as well. And had any of this happened, right, had we really truly been done five years ago when we split up originally, uh, I don't think those positives would have been there, right? I wouldn't have had the growth then that I have had now from getting back together with him and from trying to fix it and, and trying to make it work. I wouldn't have learned the things that I did had I not done that. Had that timing not been what it was.
1: One of the things it talks about is, um, today. it says, today I will relax. And then it says, I am being prepared. And we've kind of, we keep touching on this, but I want to kind of go into it a little bit deeper, is the I am being prepared part. Do, what do what do we need to do right we can't just sit back and be like okay like we talked here I am you know I mean and do nothing what can we do to prepare ourselves for that time when it is right
0: prayer meditation um, journaling Authentic communication with yourself.
1: So self-care.
0: Yeah, a lot of, I
1: I mean, listen. Because all those things are self-care. Right, I, I think
0: the best way to prepare for anything and everything in life is to simply be the absolute best me I can in every single moment. Some moments, the best me I can be involves yelling, crying, stomping my foot, and cursing. And I don't like that version of me, but sometimes that's the best me I can be. And I accept that. I take accountability for that. I apologize for it when needed. And even in those moments, I still try to be kind while expressing myself. Other times, the best me is... Considerate and compassionate and empathetic and caring and honest and hardworking and just an absolute amazing version of myself. And in those moments, I'm amazed by myself. The thing for me is remembering that even in those bad moments, even when I hate to call them bad moments because it's not bad. It's just a negative energy. It's just a shadow energy instead of a good light energy. But even in those moments when I'm feeling negative emotions, I'm still doing my best. And as long as I am doing my best in this moment, everything good is going to come. I I don't know that there's... right. If I'm hitting someone, I'm not doing my best. If I'm calling people names, I am not doing my best. If I am hurting someone else without care about the fact that I am hurting them, then I am not doing my best. That doesn't mean that my best is the same as your best. Maybe your best is calling names. Maybe you aren't at a level where you're, you you don't call names. That's okay. Love yourself anyways. And Take accountability for it. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just called you an asshole. I shouldn't have said that. What I meant to say is I am very frustrated and I don't know how to express what I need to get out right now. Right? Like, that is loving myself. That is self-care. Holding myself accountable and forcing myself to live with integrity within myself is the only way I have found to have self-care.
1: So, what are your, so reflection, that's what you're saying is, right, I need to reflect on different, on situations, and evaluate them, and be able to, to find the lessons in them to take them, take it forward, which means evaluate my behaviors, as well as behaviors of others, and determine what I want and I don't want
0: while loving myself and being happy
1: right that means getting out of the house that means putting yourself out there doing the things you enjoy doing right being the best possible version of you physically mentally um
0: and right and being okay with it when you're not loving yourself exactly. anyways when you're not when i fall down when i miss the goal when i drop the frisbee when i whatever forget my friend's name whatever it is loving yourself anyways not judging yourself holding myself accountable and acknowledging that it's okay yes I went into my boss's office on Thursday and I cursed a little bit and I cried and I let my frustrations out yes I wish I hadn't have done that and it's okay that I did that I went into her office I closed the door I was respectful I let my frustrations out right like like it's okay, it is, it is right to acknowledge that I did something I wish I hadn't have done. And it is right to acknowledge that it's okay that I did what I shouldn't have done. I think that timing isn't ever going to be right until we can do both of those things within ourselves.
1: but then what happens when it's the timing has come like okay I've been waiting and I've been doing all this and now the timing is here and whatever I was was the what I was looking for or wasn't looking for whatever HP knew, said I, was decided I needed the time has come do I quit doing all that stuff
0: only if you want it to go away Whatever it was that you were waiting for, whatever it was that you were working so hard for, now it's here. Do I stop working so hard for it? I i mean, you could. But if you stop working for what you wanted, then what you wanted is going to stop being there.
1: And I'm thinking more of a self-care perspective, right? Same thing, think, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, if what I want is to be in an intimate relationship with somebody else and I do the work I need to on myself to get to a place where I'm ready to be in a healthy, intimate relationship with somebody else and I get in that relationship and then I stop doing the work. I'm no longer in a healthy, intimate relationship with somebody else because I have stopped doing the work. If what I'm working for and wanting is a specific job and I do the training and I do the work and I prove to my boss that I can get that job and then I get that job and all of a sudden I stop doing the work I'm not going to have that job anymore so no no absolutely not we don't stop doing the work once we get what we were working for because then what we were working for goes away
1: right and it's but then when it goes away, when we stop working for what we wanted and it goes away, then we get angry and resentful and we blame every whoever it is outside of ourselves, God, um, other people. And in reality, it was us. It was me. It was me not continuing to live in my authentic, true self in the, being the best person version of me I know for me staying up and present in my recovery is is key without my recovery at the forefront of my life I will not have healthy relationships in the future And that doesn't mean just romantic relationship. It means all relationships. So when that, right, just because HP says, all right, here's the time. Here's, right, I'm going to give, you know, show you this person. Put this person in your path. I can't give up. Like, oh, it's here. He's wonderful. And I let my self-care go. And again, self care meaning not just a pedicure and a manicure. It's it's the it's for me. It's recovery work. It's friendships, meditation,
0: journaling, prayer.
1: Exactly. If I I can't stop that, because then I'm not like you said, and I love that you said this. Right? Is I am not going to have a healthy, intimate relationship because I have not maintained the healthy intimate relationship I have with me and I do not believe you can have a fully healthy intimate relationship if if each person in that relationship do not have their own healthy intimate relationship with themselves
0: absolutely And,
1: and that is something that You know, what scares me more than anything, you know, considering getting back out there in the dating world is I don't want to waste my time on someone that doesn't have that. It's so important for me. And does that take my dating pool down a lot? Yeah, it does. Right. As we get older, our dating pool gets smaller. In the twenty in our twenties, our dating pool is so huge, right? As we get older it gets smaller and smaller. And that's okay. But I've like, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that I'm okay and I'm good with me and by being by myself, that I'm willing to wait and and delve into that smaller pool to find the person I'm looking for because and not settle. Just not settle anymore.
0: I think, Wait, it's, just- I think that's with every relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if we go back to my relationship with my mom, it's so different now than it was just six months ago. Like, I remember when my son left for boot camp and my whole family was over, and me, me and my mom got into this huge thing, and for months our relationship was super strained and we barely spoke, and now our relationship is much better, but it's different. It's different than it ever has been. It's every single relationship, whether that be the relationship with coworkers, bosses, parents, cousins, significant others, childrens. it doesn't matter. Every single relationship, if we do the work, that relationship will change. Whether it changed to where this person is no longer in my life at all. This person is in my life in a very different way. This person is only in my life a little bit. It, it, it will change when you do the work. Sometimes it will change in a way that, in my opinion, is good. Sometimes my opinion will be that it's bad. I can't predict how it will change, but it will change.
1: There was one relationship that I did not hear you say. Maybe I just missed it. My
0: relationship with myself. Yeah. And my higher power, that one too. We always and forget about those.
1: Right. It's so easy to go to outside of ourselves and outside with of HP, but without my 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 relationship with myself and HP being the most important relationships there are, the other relationships will never work.
0: You know, I think I lost my relationship with myself and my higher power when I was about eight or nine years old and i did not regain my relationship with my higher power until i was 37 and i did not regain my relationship with myself until i was probably 37 or 38
1: i was 48 47 48 it it's but it doesn't but it doesn't mean it's too late
0: it's never too late Mm-mm. and it's interesting to know that my relationship with myself and my higher power, while I had no relationship with them, I did not consider myself. I did not consider my higher power. I did not think about them in any way, shape, or form. Literally, I was on autopilot where myself was con- concerned and I shut my higher power out completely. They waited. They were always there. Uh, yes. The minute I was willing to let myself in, the minute I was willing to let my higher power in, there they were.
1: You know, that's the beautiful thing about our higher power and, and, and ourselves. We're, we're, we are. We're there. Always there. I can I can have a moment. I can have a slip. And right, both my higher power and myself are going to step back and just wait, they're going to wait patiently, let me do my thing, right, I might need to have a codependent tantrum, I might need to be, to have feelings, and right, because I need to be able to work through feelings, I need to feel feelings, so if I'm feeling a certain way, and yes, it's unhealthy, and it's a codependent feeling, I need to feel those feelings, so then I can come out of those feelings, my HP, myself, right, right back with me, and we tackle those feelings that i was struggling with together to be able to understand them and develop them into a healthy way of dealing and learning from it for sure so. well ashley this was a fun topic
0: yeah it has been interesting it's You know, timing really is everything, and it's the one thing that we have absolutely no control over. Things do not happen in life until it's time, and we can't decide when it's time. Yep. Thank you so much for another great podcast. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Dawn. I hope you all have an amazing week.
1: Thank you, Ashley. Um, next week we'll be recording our fifty-second episode, so we'll be one year in. Woo! I know it's exciting. Um, so that'll be yeah, that'll be coming, and uh, so yeah, we'll we'll be doing that next week. So thank you again, Ashley, for today. It's been uh, it's been good. Absolutely. Bye, everybody. Bye. We would like to thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery. Visit the Workit website at workityouareworthit.com to submit your questions and topics for future episodes. And remember, work it because you are worth it.